You're listening to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast, a show that discusses various aspects of the paranormal world, with paranormal news, ghost stories, interviews, and much more. And without further ado, let's get into some talking points. Hi guys, Scott here from Tapis Paranormal, and welcome back to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about 10 haunted places that you've never heard of. For this list, I've put together 10 different places that don't seem to get a lot of coverage, places that aren't very well known around the world, but all of these places seem to have interesting paranormal occurrences and stories linked to them. So to start us off, we're going to talk about the Hoya Bichu Forest in Romania. So the Hoya Bichu Forest is in the Transylvania region of Romania, and with masses of trees blocking out the sun, this forest is referred to many as the Bermuda Triangle of Romania. As with many forests in the world, Hoya Bichu is said to be haunted by a number of entities and spirits. According to legends, a young girl disappeared in the forest, only to appear five years later with no memory of where she'd been for this entire time. Another story speaks of a shepherd and his flock of 200 sheep who vanished into the forest and were never seen again. The forest is also said to be subjected to a number of alien sightings, including in 1968 when Emile Bonnea was in the forest with friends and, on this sunny August afternoon, saw something strange. Upon approaching, he and his girlfriend both saw a shining silver disc in the sky. Bonnea captured four photos of the object, and these photos can be found online and are reasonably compelling. Some people are claiming that the objects in the photos could simply be weather balloons, however, investigators have been unable to find any reports of these in the area on that day. Furthermore, investigators have also analysed the photo negatives that were taken, and there's no evidence of tampering. People who enter the forest sometimes claim to feel uneasy and like they're being watched when walking through, and others have left with scratches and bruises that have no obvious cause. With evidence suggesting that settlements in the area date back to 6500 BC, the forest could contain the oldest settlement in all of Romania and who knows how many lives have ended in this area. Finally, people within the forest have also reported disembodied giggles and screams, orbs floating near trees, faces within photos, and in some cases, glowing green eyes staring out at them from a distance. Next up, we have Luang Sawu, which is a landmark that can be found in Samarang, the capital city of the central Java province of Indonesia. Initially, it was built as the headquarters of the Dutch East Indies Railway Company. The building, which officially opened in 1907, is known as a famous haunted house in the country of Indonesia. In Javanese, Luang Sawu translates to literally mean Thousand Doors, a name which comes from its numerous doors and arcs, as well as its roughly 600 windows that resemble doors. During the Second World War, the Japanese occupied the building, and used its basement for interrogation, torture, and execution. It's said that the Japanese occupants would torture and hang people from the iron beams under the ceiling, and it's this area that's frequented by ghosts, many of which are said to be grief-ridden and attach themselves to those that walk underneath. Locals in the area reportedly refuse to enter the building, and tour guides are said to offer visitors a ritual which will allow them to see the ghosts within. Visitors have also reported hearing pained cries and anguishing screams from the basement of the building, and the ghost of a Dutch woman is often seen within. It's said that she took her own life at Luang Sawu. The building is also said to contain a number of headless schools, which is in keeping with one of the methods of execution used by the Japanese at the time, and the spirit of a headless Dutch woman is also said to be seen in the basement. It's said that she was killed by the Japanese army during the war. Finally, Luang Sawu has an urban legend linked to it of a Kuntilanak that is said to haunt the building. This is a vampiric manifestation of a woman that died during childbirth. 
Said to appear as a pale-skinned woman with long hair, red eyes, and a white dress stained with blood, though this entity is said to be able to change its appearance into an attractive human to be able to prey on men and the vulnerable. Coming in third on this list, we have the Boggo Road Jail Museum in Brisbane, Australia. The Boggo Road Jail served as the main jail in Queensland, Australia for 100 years between the 1880s and the 1980s. Officially known as the Brisbane Jail, Boggo Road's first cells opened in 1883 and contained 57 cells. In the early 1900s, a woman's prison known as the Number 2 Division was added to the site, and today this is the only part of the jail that survived. The Number 1 Division, which was the first building to be constructed on the site was the scene of 42 hangings between 1883 and 1913, and this building was later demolished in 1996. Since 1992, the Number 2 Division has served as the Boggo Road Jail Museum, a museum showing a variety of prison-related paraphernalia and with ex-officers and tour guides providing tours of the site. Former officers of the prison believed that Boggo Road Jail was haunted, with many ghost stories dating back to the 1930s. A large number of deaths occurred in the prison, including the 42 executions many mentioned previously. One of the spirits in question is that of Ernest Austin, the last man to be hung at Boggo Road in 1913. His spirit was said to torment new prisoners at the jail, and this story was passed around the prison right up until its closure in the 80s. A number of tourists exploring the prison have reported experiences, with some claiming to have been touched, grabbed, and in some cases to have even spoken to spirits. There's also a female figure that's been sighted on the upper floors, with some suspecting that she could be the spirit of Ellen Thompson, the only woman executed in Queensland. Finally, the jail is also said to contain the spirit of a three-legged cat named Tripod, who visitors report hearing meow and and sometimes also see rubbing himself on their legs. Next up, we have Aokigahara. One of the most well-known places on this list, the Aokigahara Forest is also known by the name the Suicide Forest, due to its reputation as one of the world's most used suicide sites. You may have heard of this location due to the 2017 Logan Paul controversy surrounding his video of the forest which features the dead body of a suicide victim. The forest, which is on the north side of Mount Fuji, is known as a hotspot for suicides, with regular body searches taking place each year and the numbers reported being high each time. The forest is known to contain a number of paranormal reports and is considered to be one of the most haunted places in Japan, with believers in the paranormal reporting a high number of yuri, ghosts that have suffered unnatural deaths, as well as reports of demons in the area. During a Vice documentary taking a tour of the forest, a creepy curse was found, with a Jack Skellington-like doll without a face being nailed onto a tree in a kind of upside-down crucifix, which a local tour guide Guide, who was taking the film crew around claimed they nailed this character upside down as a symbol of contempt for society. No, it's more like a curse. The curse is nailed in. The forest is also very easy to get lost in. This leads to many tying a string behind them so that they can follow it back out of the woods afterwards. Many that do this report that their string gets cut, with some speculating that this could be the work of demons who don't want them to leave. People also report hearing blood-curdling screams throughout the forest, with some saying that the Yuri could be responsible, though I imagine that there could be other explanations for this given the circumstances surrounding the forest. There are also claims of white figures which can be seen darting and drifting between trees in the forest, with American paranormal show Destination Truth capturing one of these on video, which you can find over on YouTube. 
Finally, monks have set up altars throughout the forest to try and combat what they say is evil spirits haunting the forest and drawing people in to commit suicide. Monk Kiyomo Fukui said that the spirits are calling people here to kill themselves, the spirits of the people who've committed suicide before. Obviously one of the darker places on this list, the suicide forest has quite a negative reputation anyway due to the goings-on that take place there, but could the paranormal activity within be partly responsible for this reputation? Next up we move over to Ireland and we look at Ross Castle. Ross Castle is a stronghold that began construction in 1533 and was built by Richard Nugent, the 12th Baron of Delvin, to overlook the enemy O'Reilly's territory. The tower of the castle was complete in 1537, and the Great Hall and other extensions were finished in 1539 by his grandson, the 13th Baron. The castle of Ross housed Miles O'Reilly in its walls in 1644, the night before the Battle of Finea, where he was slain. The British then reduced much of the castle to ruins, and the tower and some outbuildings were rebuilt in the 19th century by a descendant. In the 1900s, David Nugent rebuilt the entire compound as a family estate. The castle said to be haunted by Sabina, the daughter of Richard Nugent. Caught in a forbidden love with Orwin, the son of an O'Reilly chieftain, they decided to elope one day and left to seek fortune together elsewhere. They boarded the longboat on the lock and decided to leave, but a sudden storm caught them by surprise and the boat overturned. Sabina was rescued, but Orwin drowned, his body later found. Sabina locked herself in the tower and didn't eat or drink until she fell into a deep sleep from which she never awoke. Sabina's spirit is said to haunt the castle walls, with visitors having frequent encounters with her spirit, which is said to be searching for her lost lover relentlessly until the day she's reunited with him. Her father's spirit has also been sighted at the castle on numerous occasions. Next up, we have the island of Daxa in Croatia, which is a small, uninhabited island in the Croatian part of the Adriatic Sea. Found near Dubrovnik, the island was the site of the Daxa massacre in 1944, when a group of Yugoslav partisans entered Dubrovnik and arrested more than 300 civilians suspected to be Nazi collaborators. 53 of those arrested were taken to Daxa and executed without trial, including a Catholic priest named Peter Perisha and Niko Koprivica, Dubrovnik's mayor. Since this time, the island's been subject to numerous ghost stories, with many of those killed on the island said to be seen and heard still to this day. It's reported that these ghosts are the reason that this island's been unable to sell despite being on the market for many years, and also where the island gets its nickname, the Island of Ghosts. Moving on again, we have the Felt Mansion in Holland, Michigan. In the early 1900s, Dorf Felt was drawn to the beauty of West Michigan's coastline of Lake Michigan. He decided that he would establish an estate where his family, consisting of his wife Agnes and their four daughters and their families, could spend the summer. He developed a dune land into a thousand acre farm with a beach house, farmhouse and a petting zoo. In 1925, he began building the Felt Mansion, which he romantically nicknamed Agnes's House. The house took three years to build, however, Agnes passed away in 1928, only six weeks after after moving in, and Dorr joined her a year and a half later. The family kept the house until 1949, but decided to sell it after the Second World War. After the family left, the St. Augustine Seminary, which is a Catholic prep school for young men, purchased the grounds. They turned the carriage house into classrooms, while the mansion itself was used for housing. In the late 1970s, the state of Michigan purchased the property to use as a prison, and a portion of the property was used until 1990, when Lake Town Partnership purchased the property for a single 
single dollar. The mansion is said to be haunted, with staff reporting several unexplained events, such as doors closing and one case of a light that would continuously be turned on, despite having no wiring or electricity going to it. Staff members also reported that a rug that was laid out for Christmas time would be moved upon revisiting the location, with nobody moving it. Paranormal investigators have also visited the site and have reported various activity. The location is also home to the legend of melon heads. Melon heads are beings described as small humanoids with bulbous heads who emerged from hiding and attack people. According to one possible origin story, they were originally children with hydrocephalus who lived at the Junction Insane Asylum near the Felt Mansion. The story explains that after enduring physical and emotional abuse at the asylum, they became feral and were released into the forest surrounding the asylum. However, this has not been confirmed and sightings do still continue to this day. Next up, we have the Rose Hall Plantation in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Built in the 1770s, Rose Hall is a plantation house in Montego Bay. The land was purchased by Henry Fanning in 1742 and was previously called True Friendship. Henry married Rosa Kelly in 1746, but died soon afterwards, leaving his widow to inherit the estate. She later married George Ash, who realised Fanning's plan to build Rose Hall. Ash died in 1752, and Rose married for a third time the following year to Norwood Witter, who lived until 1765. Two years later, in 1767, she married again, this time John Palmer, who owned an adjoining plantation. Rosa died in 1790, leaving the property to her husband, and it later ended up in the possession of his grandnephew, John Rose Palmer. He married Anne Mary Patterson in 1820 and died in 1827. The estate had about 650 acres divided among sugarcane, grass, and pasture for cattle, and had roughly 250 slaves working on it at any one time. The most famous legend of the property is the spirit of Annie Palmer, who is said to haunt the grounds as the White Witch. The story goes that Annie was born in Haiti, and when her parents died of yellow fever, she was adopted by a nanny who taught her voodoo and witchcraft. She later moved to Jamaica and married John Palmer, but supposedly murdered him soon after. She then married two more times, and both of her next husbands suffered similar fates. Annie was said to have been murdered herself by a slave named Taku, and her spirit may still be linked to the location, with investigators regularly communicating with several spirits named Annie, as well as another spirit said to be named Rosa. Author Benjamin Radford has claimed that the story was fictionalised, and that Annie Annie Palmer never existed, but instead has been confused with Rosa Palmer, the Hall's original mistress. But still, stories of the White Witch of Rose Hall are still told, and many still report unexplained activities at the location to this day. Next up again, we have the Eden Brown Estate in Nevis. The Eden Brown Estate was a plantation found on the island of Nevis in the Caribbean. The estate was originally a sugar plantation, however cotton was grown there until the mid-1900s. The plantation is said to have been built in around 1740 by a man named James Brown and it had a great house, as well as several outbuildings. His son of the same name managed the property until he left the estate to his sister, Elizabeth White, in 1797, when he became too unwell to manage it himself. Elizabeth eventually sold the property to Edward Huggins. The estate, which is now in ruins, is said to be the home to the ghost of Miss Huggins. The story tells that in 1822, Julia Huggins was set to marry and move into the estate with her future husband. However, her fiancé and his best man killed each other in a duel. This is where different versions of the story come into play. 
In one, the best man was having an affair with Miss Huggins. In another, the groom was cheating with the best man's girl. And in the third, the best man is said to be Julia's brother. Whichever way you look at this, Miss Huggins had no happy ending, as she's said to have lived the rest of her days in solitude and can still be found in deep sorrow and searching for her lost love, who in some sightings and experiences also haunts the area. Finally, we have the Big Bull Tunnel in Virginia. Buried in the mountain of Virginia lies the site of the Big Bull Tunnel. The tunnel is said to be the site of a number of tragic accidents through the years. It's suggested that the tunnel was constructed at some point in either the 1870s or 1880s and took three years to complete. The construction process was not without problems, as there was a number of rock slides, cave-ins and floods, even though there was no evidence of unstable soil in the area. It's reported that several people died in the tunnel, including three men who died in accidental explosions while working. In 1900, a freight train collided with an engine and several crew members were injured and two died. Later, an experienced engineer was thrown from the train and died in the tunnel in 1901 and another engineer suffered a similar fate in 1904. It's said that in 1905, railway officers were inspecting the tunnel when John Peary, a flagman who'd entered the tunnel, came running out claiming he'd heard unearthly voices and sounds. Peary re-entered the tunnel with two other men to find the cause and investigate further, and they heard moaning coming from behind the bricks within. One of the men asked, what do you want? And they all heard a voice reply, remove that awful weight from my body, which was then followed by the utterly more terrifying phrase, they're drinking my blood. The location is still intact and is visitable, however it is private property and still an active train line, so it's ill-advised that you visit it yourself. So there we have 10 haunted places in the world that you've probably never heard of. If you have heard of any of them, let me know what you think in the comments below, and if you haven't, which of them was your favourite, which did you enjoy the most? I think for me the Big Bull Tunnel has a lot of interesting bits to it. The they're drinking my blood phrase is quite terrifying and has quite a negative connotation, and I also find the suicide forest in Japan to be very interesting but obviously deeply sad and emotional. So now that we've completed the list let's move on to the Tepes Paranormal News Review. As you know I do a lot of paranormal investigation and when I do I like to be comfortable which is why I wear clothing from allegedly possibly maybe.co.uk. With a wide range of high quality clothing available for low prices I strongly recommend checking out their website and buying some clothes. If you enjoy quality clothing, visit allegedlypossiblymaybe.co.uk and use discount code TEPIS at checkout to save 10% on your order. So it's time for the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point Podcast News Review. To start us off, we've got a headline from May this year, when fans of Paranormal left spooked by ghostly figures snapped their ancient church on Loch Corrib. The article goes on to say that fans of the Paranormal have been left spooked by a ghostly figure that was caught on camera. The team from Paranormal Supernatural Investigations Island took a boat to Inchigoyle Island on Loch Corrib and stayed overnight. Early the next morning, they captured a startling image in an archway. They shared the image to Facebook, and they say that they find it to be one of the most interesting captures, as a lot of their followers on Facebook are saying they can see a person with a beard and a hooded cloak. And what they see, people are agreeing with seeing. Now, looking at the picture, it's an archway. It's not a very clear photo. There is what appears to be some sort of figure in the middle of the archway. It could be um, a figure of a sort of humanoid. I can't really tell because the quality is not 
great and the colours are very vibrant. But there's definitely something there, even if it isn't necessarily a person. They also claim to have recorded disembodied voices on the island and have said the place was very active. The investigators used tools to detect EMF and EVP phenomenon. One of the members of the group claimed that the EMF devices give us an area where to focus. We'll put our infrared cameras on that area. We'll start taking a lot of pictures with a full spectrum camera. We'll focus on that one area and we'll keep taking videos or pictures. You're hoping to capture either a manifestation or you're going to get some sort of communication through the voice recorders. So the photo in question is again quite interesting but I'm not overly convinced by it as I can't really make out any sort of detail in it as it's quite blurry and quite unclear. Next up we have a story of a woman who has a dream that a little girl hid a necklace in her home and woke up to find it the next day. TikTok user Gina Suave uploaded the video to explain that she bought a new home with her fiancé last year. They didn't find out until after they'd signed for the property to find out that someone had previously died in the house. She said it kind of freaked her out, but they moved in pretending nothing had happened. The first night they were there, they had very little in the house, but while she was asleep she had a dream of a little girl who took both of her hands and said, can I show you something? When she agreed, they were miraculously teleported to the house. The little girl showed her something in the closet. In the closet was a set of rosary beads and the next morning she awoke to look in the closet and found the rosary beads there. However, they were not there the previous day. A lot of people online have told her to run from the house and to not stay there. However, I'm unsure. Could this be that she saw rosary beads and then had a dream about them? Didn't necessarily realise she saw them the day previously. And then the dream led her to believe that the little girl had put them there in instead of that she'd just seen them and was thinking about them. Finally, we have ghost hunters who capture the Shining Twins on camera at Britain's most haunted hotel. Lee and Lindsay Steer reckon spooky activity at Liverpool's Adelphi Hotel could be caused by child spirits. The ghost hunters visited the hotel while they were away for the weekend looking at ghouls. The 402-room behemoth of a hotel has a history dating back to 1826. As soon as they arrived, they detected an eerie presence and heard scratching noises there. In a live stream video, a viewer claims to have noticed twins from Stephen King's The Shining stood behind them. There is a screenshot of this, and there are two strange, very short, child sort of like figures in the background. They're not full figures, they're almost transparent you can see through them they're sort of like shadows the freeze frame that's been provided is very blurry so it could really be anything in that corner um but it's interesting one of the first things they claimed to have noticed was the weird lift they were filming by the lift and it opened for no reason with nobody inside they had heard the lifts do what they like from other people that had stayed there but to see it in person was very strange and they also kept hearing whistling noises from the lift as well as scratching noises in their room as a part of the pair's paranormal venture they facebook live their trips to allow people to watch at home in their own time. They said they only saw the silhouettes of two children in one clip when an eagle-eyed viewer pointed it out to her on social media and she said to her it looks like two children and she feels like one of them is a girl. It reminded her of the twins from The Shining. They also used one of their paranormal devices to speak to some of the spirits, but the only response they had was somebody saying what well, I believe, it's been heavily starred, but I believe is you bastard. And it isn't just the halls of the hotels where they said they saw souls from beyond, as they also had some weird experiences in their rooms. Supposedly when they came in the room, they closed the door, and on occasions the door would end up being wide open. The main bedroom was also really cold, but then the bathroom would be really warm. The temperature would change by about 10 degrees really suddenly, even though they didn't 
didn't have any windows open. I mean, that could be air conditioning in one of the rooms that they didn't notice, but bathrooms tend to have fans to extract, you know, smells and steam, so it could be caused by that. But it's an interesting hotel. I have heard previous stories about this hotel, and it's a place that I would be interested in one day visiting and staying, as well as investigating further. But for now, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Tapas Paranormal Talking Point podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.